Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. Hello, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business podcast. I have with me today Sherry Kaplan, who is a healer, a spiritual transformation coach, a, a person who has a deep connection to the spiritual basis of our lives, and she's written a book. So I invited her to come onto the podcast to talk about what she put together and the concepts behind it and the process that she followed. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Pat. Appreciate it. Let's start, first of all, with what is the title of the document that you created? I created a 20-page workbook. It's called 17 Ways to Open Up the Root Chakra to Love, Abundance, and Security. To Love, Abundance, and Security. All right, and you're holding it up to the camera for those of you who are watching this on YouTube. The root chakra. Let's take a step back because some of our listeners may not know what the root chakra is. Can you define that for us? Well, maybe we need to talk about what are chakras. And Let's then do that. What, are the root, what is a root chakra? So the way I explain chakras are to my clients are chakras are energy centers in their body. They're like vortexes that need to be spinning in a clockwise direction pretty much at a nice speed you don't want one to be faster too fast or closed so you almost want to look at it as like tires on the car and you want them to be going in the same direction with the with the the right amount of air the right amount of pressure and the car is going to go so we are the car and our chakras are the tires so my goal is to get all the tires in alignment nothing out of whack no holes no treads no squares so that way the car is going to move so when people's chakras are not in alignment and there's um things are holding them back and you that's like that's that's the body's hesitancy of being able to move forward it's like you got the brake on maybe sometimes you got one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake and you're being pulled and you can't understand why so sometimes that chakras are the cause of the imbalance in the body. I have never heard the chakras compared to tires before. And yet that is such a, a simple, clear explanation that makes a lot of sense. It's a good visual for people because, you know, we all drive vehicles. We all got to make sure that the tires are filled. And, you know, we are notified when sometimes you have less pressure. I get a red light on in my car. So that's kind of like when your body's telling you you have a red light on in your body when something is not working. Your body does communicate to you. How would you know that one of your chakras was not working well? It usually, um, your chakras are affected to your nervous system, or usually the centers of your nervous systems. And when things are affected, the nerve endings will affect areas in your body. On a physical level, you can, you know, if your root chakra is closed, you might start having problems in your, in your colon, in your lower back, in your lower kidneys, um, in your uh, prostate, in your uh, female genital areas. 
Um, you might have uh, problems with your legs, inability to walk, be flexible. So you, you, have, you have a physical way of your body communicating with you as well as uh, emotional. So your body has mental, spiritual, emotional reaction to the shutdown of the chakra centers. And that's why people don't realize the power of these little vortexes that have been around for thousands of years and that have been studied, you know, in the Indian, um, you know, heritage and using it for Ayurvedic medicine and, and using crystals on them. So we understand the power of the chakra system. How did you get interested in this area, Sherry? Oh, how did I get into this? Um, well, I've always been um, the one on the table receiving healing sessions for pretty much like 25 years of my life and trying to heal myself of my own autoimmune disease that I was diagnosed with when I was 29. And I threw all of my energy into trying to heal myself. So I became very holistic minded and I did everything holistic. So um, I started taking classes and I had a couple of certificates and I really didn't do anything with it because I didn't believe in myself. And I didn't believe I had the ability to be a healer, but I was told that I was a healer my whole life. Um, I have had astrology readings and palm readings and psychic readings and they've said, Sherry, you have the gift, you have the powers, it's in your chart, you're a leader, you're a healer, you're a teacher, and I just couldn't own it. And um, at once I, uh, I went to a, attended a lecture by Dr. John Demartini and he was talking about the importance of our values and living in your value system and what's truly important to you. And I had to take a look at myself that day and I said, wow what do I talk about? What do I think about? You know, where's my everything? Where do I spend my money? Where do I go on vacation? What books do I read? And it was like healing, healing, healing. And it was, that was like my awakening moment when I realized that um, I was a healer and I had to do something with it. So I said, okay, let me wipe off my Reiki certificate sitting in the closet and let me go for the next level. Let me go for Reiki master level number three. And then if I get my number three, then people will believe in me and they'll respect me and then I can charge for it. And um, it, it made me feel more important if I had the certificate. Mm -hmm. So I went and got the certificate and I posted on Facebook and um, I posted on as my banner and I had like my, my feed was blowing up. It was like a birthday. Like I had 300 people who commented, liked and said where, when and how much. Wow. What and a my, great response. Yeah, yeah, I have a big following, so they they're they were on it because you know we're, they're very supportive when you accomplish something. So they were proud of me, and they and I had by in, within a couple of days, I had three people on my table, and there was no looking back. You know, then they post. I asked that they write something on their on their uh, feed on Facebook and tag me, so that way their friends could see it. And then I started commenting to their friends in private message saying, hey, I saw you like the post. Would you be interested in the session? Nobody turned it down because I was super cheap. I was like undervaluing myself. Mm -hmm. So I was busy 12 hours a day and, um, and there's no there's no looking back. So uh, I had to put on the healer hat and um, just move forward and figure it all out. I had no idea how to do a healing business whatsoever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you shift your pricing model after a while? Did I what? Shift your pricing model. I have increased it. Not much. 
I, I've always been the uh, affordable, accessible, holistic healthcare kind of model because I know what it's like not to be able to afford healthcare in a holistic way. Mm -hmm. and I keep it at a price point where people can tip me, you know, and, and I have been told I need to raise my prices. <laughs> I'm working on that. Yes, yes. It, it is a challenge just from a business perspective. Uh, I underpriced when I started doing some consulting work with a hospital and I was charging them a very low rate. And once I got more sophisticated about what I should have been charging them, I went back to them and said, now for the second year that I'm working with you, my new price is X. And they said, oh, no, we don't want to pay that. We want to pay just what you've been charging us all along. And I wanted the experience. It was a hospital where I had worked as a, a director of nursing education. So I went along with their, their refusal. And then at the end of the second year, they were self-sufficient and didn't need any more of my assistance. So I have some firsthand experience with what happens when you start off and you set in your, in, in this case, in my client's mind, this is her value. We'll pay this, but we won't pay a higher rate. Going back to the chakras, uh, the title of this was about a root chakra. So we went through what is a chakra? How is the root chakra different than any of the other places in your body that are your chakras? The root chakra is your foundation. That is your anchor. That's your stability. That's your security. That's your fight and flight. That's, that's your connection to Mother Earth. That's mm -hmm. the, pretty much the most important one. Because if you're not grounded and you're not feeling, you know, safe and secure and stable, uh, you're you're not going to move forward. You you can just be like uh, floating in the wind, going back and forth, back and forth, or you just may be stuck in the mud and not be able to get out of it. You know, our, my goal is to open up that root chakra so that people can just lunge back to life, basically, and and things are like percolating and they're exciting and things are flowing and they're feeling alive and they're feeling confident and they feel I got this, you know, there's this, everything just feels recharged in your body. Mm -hmm. like, so you, you got to work your way up from the root chakra going up all the way to the top of the crown. We were talking about your book when we started and the title of it, we just went through the root chakra part. What was behind your thought process when you sat down and wrote that? What was the intention of creating that book for your business or for your followers? Well, um, basically, I became an expert in what I needed to learn about for myself because I was always trying to balance out my root chakra because I had been very out of balance. And, mm. and that's what you always do is when you realize that what you need, you start studying it. And when I was asked to, to provide uh, a book for uh, upcoming an event, I had to sit down at my computer and I knocked it out basically in two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. I was up, you know, it was my, it was like it all. I did so much research and it was, I was very motivated and excited about it because I was just pretty much new in my business and everything was just new. And, 
And I just knew that no matter what, I wasn't going to be able to uh, help my clients open up their root chakras. So I also use it in my sales funnel. I use it as a giveaway. Um, so it's a tool when my clients come to me, they go, what can I do to help myself stay open when I'm not with you? Because in the book, it gives you 17 ways. So you can just open it up and just pick one of the options and say, okay, I'll try this today. Or I'm going to try seven of them today because I'm really feeling ungrounded or unstable and not feeling good. You know, there's simple ways, whether it's, you know, whether it's wearing a crystal, where, whether it's doing a yoga posture, whether it's listening to music, getting a whether you um, do self-reiki on yourself, there's different ways, drinking, uh, drinking certain teas, eating certain foods, there's different ways for you to do your own self-treatment without being with a healer. You can heal yourself. And are these techniques that you've practiced yourself? Did you do research to discover new ones? How did all of that content fit together? Uh, there, right off the bat, I had more than 17. I had like 28 ways and I had to cut it back. And I said, no, let's just shorten it. So I've done them all myself. You know, I, 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 I basically say I'm my own test subject. And, um, and so I've tried everything, you know, I've been, I've, I've been on the, the journey of self-healing and discovery and health and wellness and balancing the immune system for a long time, for almost 30 years. So mm -hmm. I become, I become an expert in holistic healthcare and immune balancing and support in any natural way possible to the point where I, I became the healer and helping other people balance out their chakras because I needed it. So I was mm -hmm. on, I was on the quest, you know, for my own self-healing. Mm -hmm. And I think you pointed out something a little bit earlier about how the process of writing your book led you to do more research and increase your knowledge in that area. And it's something that I don't think authors always realize is how much they learn and invest themselves in their subject matter when they're writing a book. What difference did that make for you, that process of doing the research and learning more? When you research, you just, you realize how much you know also because you say, okay, I know that they just, it's just a different way of wording it. You know, people are creative or they're more a different way of expressing themselves. Um, but the more I read, the more I, I studied myself, it helped just reinforce my knowledge or it gave me new knowledge. Um, and it just made me realize too, that, you know, one day maybe somebody will be studying me <laughs> and using me as a resource. So, um, mm -hmm. I've been told that I'm going to be a book writer too. That keeps coming up over and over again. Last week I had two, two people said, where's your book? Aren't you on your second book by now? Where's your book? Like, Leave me alone with this book. They really want a book. They want more books. I said, I already won't wrote one. No, no, that you have to, you have to have more books sharing. So, Pat, I don't know how to get another book out of me. <laughs> you know, what you said was just reminds me of a cartoon that one of my friends sent me. And it, it says candy shop. And it's clearly a, taken in the it's drawn in the summertime. And there's a big sign in the window that says, no, we do not sell ice cream. <laughs> and it makes me think of. Sherry, where's your book? Sherry, where's your book? Sherry's, I, no, Sherry, where's your book? Sherry, we want your book. You're getting a message. 
I know I, I have been guided for a long time and it keeps getting louder and louder. To me, it just seems to be more work right now uh, until I feel like I'm so inspired I can't put the pen down. You know, um, I think it's, I guess, maybe where to start in my life, you know, what part of my journey or what I need to share or teach in, in, in a written manner is kind of what I'm questioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And part of the answer to that is listening to what people are asking you about. What are their fears? What are their frustrations? What are their challenges regarding the subject? What content do they want you to put together in a book? And when you do some market research, then it becomes clear, this is the topic that speaks to my audience. And it's also one that I want to go deeper into, as you have commented about how writing your first book made you go deeper into the subject, learn more, and validate how much you had learned up to that point and absorbed through your life experiences and studies. And, and I became like the chakra expert. You know, I became really good at using the pendulum to check the chakras and I do it long distance to anyone, any, any, anybody anywhere in the world. You know, I, I can even do it over the phone and tell you where your chakras are open and closed. Mm -hmm. and then I teach it. So I teach how to use the pendulum. I teach about the chakra system. Yeah, but when I when I wrote the book, I was just kind of getting started. You know, I was just like a student of myself. I was just still learning. So, um, you know, you never you never stop learning. You only stop learning when you die. And I think I might even be revising the book and you know doing an a, a update or adding more chakras or mm -hmm. another revision in some kind of way. And you mentioned that you had initially twenty eight ideas and then narrowed it down to 17. And the book is 20 pages long. Did you format it so that there was one idea per page? Is that how it turned out? No, because I, uh, first I, I studied about each, each, each tip that I wanted to offer. And then I had to give the story about the chakra system at the beginning I had to introduce. And then I incorporated some, uh, you know, pondering thoughts for people to think about after they read each little chapter. And then mm -hmm. at the end of the book is the 17 ways. So they could be a, a small paragraph or it could be a full page on yoga posture. So okay, I, I could have went longer and deeper and gave more, but I was just kind of out of time. And I didn't want it to be m many more pages than that, I was told. Mm -hmm. What you identified when you said that you initially had 28 ideas and narrowed it down to 17 is I think something that people struggle with. I know that I've struggled with when I thought about, well, how much content can I include? And the impulse is to put more and more and more and more into a book or into a course or into a project. Uh, I was just talking this morning with my accountability group about how I created a very large course that was quite comprehensive, but then was difficult for people to get through. And only a small number could go from point one to, to it was six modules to the end of the sixth module. How do you sort through and prioritize or how did you sort through, what do I include in this book and what do I hold back? 
Oh my God, that that was a mess. You know, I had papers, <laughs> I had papers everywhere, sticky notes everywhere, highlights everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, burned the candle at both ends. But you know, I just knew that I had certain. I just knew that I needed to study on these certain things. And then you just start search and you research and you make sure you credit the person you got the information from and use your own words as much as possible and get some nice images and uh, make it pretty. And um, no, it's interesting is that, you know, even though the book was written a while ago, it's still my same contact information. So it was, you know, my website, my phone number, my email, so they can still find me no matter what. And it's still click clickable. It still links to my Facebook and my LinkedIn and everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you mentioned that you included this book as part of your funnel. Tell us how you position this book for your business. Um, what, what my, I have an opt-in to bring people first into, into my website and they do a download of uh, three ways to clear your energy. And then after they receive that, then they get another letter saying, thank you. And would you like to go deeper? You know, since you're interested in energy, maybe you're interested in chakras. And since I'm an expert, I wrote this book for you. Mm -hmm. And 17 ways that you can do it on your own, or you can come basically or come to me and I can help you if you're in town. And um, not only do I include the book, I also include a sound healing meditation and a 20 minute consultation with me. So it's a package deal. It's a package deal. So that way they're getting sound healing and that way can do self healing. They're getting the book to teach them how to do it. They get 20 minutes with me to tell them what chakras are open or closed. So it's a great, great deal for 20, $27. <laughs> it sure is. So they can get an audio and a printable version. So they have two ways. I recorded it as well. Mm -hmm. Did you go through any process of, of investigating, creating a audiobook when you did that? I, I asked because I've learned within the last year that there's a whole science to how you record those files. If you're doing something for ACX, for example, which is the Amazon exchange platform for audiobooks, a certain noise floor, they have very specific criteria that have to be met, which could be entirely different if you're not doing it for that platform. I, I didn't do it for that platform. I just happened to have a roommate who had a friend who had a sound engineering studio. And oh, nice. um, I went in with my instruments and I recorded my first sound healing with him. He mixed it. It sounded amazing. And then I went in and uh, I took my book and I read from my book and I put my headphones on into this closet and I recorded over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> you know, you, you don't realize, you know, when you're talking too fast or you're talking too monotone or you're, um, or you're pausing or you're humming, uh, you have to really, um, um, you know, you don't want to do the ums and things like that when you're reading if I, when I listen to it now, I could have done so much better. I, I should have added a little bit more expression, more excitement. Rather, it's like I was reading very um, uh, research, research like I, I could have done better on that. My son and I worked together probably 15 years ago to create a series of DVDs, which were 
my narrated PowerPoints for, that went into a product. And I remember the endless corrections. Mom, you lowered your voice on the last word. You should have raised your voice on the last word. Please read it again. And it seemed like it was just this endless list of let's make this perfect mom. So redo that. And then he spliced it all together so that it sounded coherent. Uh, I can have an appreciation of what you mean when you said you read it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it took about 45 minutes by the time I was done, you know, after all is said and done with all the, you know, chopping it up and bringing it back together. And uh, so I make it available for people that are more audio. So that way they can listen to it in their car mm -hmm. and they don't have time to read. So it's just a, you know, a nice thing if you're doing a written, uh, anything written to do an audio version because people are more audio, audio, you know, like to listen mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there any advice that you would give to somebody who is considering what you accomplished in terms of putting together a workbook for their business? Lessons learned mm. from Lessons learned, yeah. I had some issues with the person. I never got the original uh, uh, PDF from her. She said uh, it, it, it crashed in her computer. So um, I was not able to make modify, make any changes after it was done. So what I had to do is I had to take a hard copy and found somebody to scan it and take it word by word and create another word document from the PDF. So um, back up, back up, you know, make sure you have your, your, your last copy uh, of your book, <laughs> which I didn't have. And that was not um, fun, you know, not being in control of making any changes after it was done. And mm -hmm. uh, I had a payment plan with her because it was unexpected expense. Um, so people can work it out with you. Um, graphics, if it's up to you, if you want to find your graphics or you leave it up to the graphic designer to find the graphics, if you trust them, um, just know that maybe, you know, this is your first round and you can always reprint or revise, you know, it's not a big deal if it's in a workbook, you know, once you go to print, it's a different story, but at least it gives you a little credibility. Mm-hmm. Know? so um you need to become an author so go for it everybody <laughs> if i did it in th two to three weeks you can do it just need, just need to stay up for a lot of hours you know have your contents you know your table i didn't like from the table contents i just like winged it you know but then again i've also been like in a lot of classes for many years learning how to write a book you know uh -huh. <laughs> And it sounds like a key ingredient was that you had a deadline. You couldn't allow this to stretch out for months. You had to get this project completed. Yeah, I work good on deadlines. I like, I work well under pressure or I might procrastinate. And most people will procrastinate and put it off, put it off like the other book I'm supposed to have. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I know that uh, the person listening to this or watching this on our Writing to Get Business YouTube channel, which is Pat Iyer as the channel name, 
They're going to want to find out more about you, the services that you offer, your book. What would be the best way for them to connect with you? My, my website, which is my name, sherrykaplan.com. That's the best way. And you can get the book right there. We are actually making the book available on the main page of the website without going through the sales funnel. I just recently told someone to do that so it could be accessible. And um, I'm also on Facebook, um, Sherry Kaplan, The Revitalizer, YouTube, Sherry Kaplan, The Revitalizer, and on Instagram, Sherry, The Revitalizer Kaplan. So remember The Revitalizer (laughs) when you think of Sherry Kaplan. And I'll spell your name for the people who are listening to this. It's S-H-E-R-I-K-A-P-L-A-N. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that people want to spell your last name with a C or they want to spell your first name with a C. But there's no C's in Sherry's name, S-H-E-R-I-K-A-P-L-A-N. Correct. And they can also, um, I have a, a couple of bit.ly links. And um, after you add the bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash, I have Sherry's events or text Sherry. So if you want to get on my text reminder, it's text Sherry or Sherry's events to find out what I'm up to. Very nice, Sherry. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us and talking to us about how you've used your workbook in your business as a way to bring people to you. You highlighted that it was a combination of your knowledge and some research that enabled you to put this together. And in what many people would say, a three-week time frame is a very short period of time for <laughs> assembling your information and also your lessons learned about keeping a copy of your work and some of the challenges that you experienced in getting that physical book turned into an ebook. Yeah. Yeah, Some, you know, go for it, everybody. When you just do it already, <laughs> just do it already. <laughs> just start. I, I learned today. Don't say do it because sometimes people feel pressure. But it, just say just start. <laughs> just start. I guess that sounds a little gentler than just do it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I'm available uh, anywhere in the world. I can check your chakras. I will use this pendulum. And I can tell you what's open and closed, and I can give you some suggestions on how you could fix them yourself. Or you can come to me in South Florida. You know, there are a lot of people who'd like to travel to South Florida in the dead of winter, so you may find people knocking on your door for that, Sherry. Well, after what we're going through right now with the storms? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so good luck to you in your your travels up there and getting through your snow and uh, we have a beautiful 50 degree day here in South Florida. Yes. Well, this has been Pat Iyer and Sherry Kaplan talking about chakras, workbooks, pendulums, root chakras, and lots of topics in between. Thank you for providing your attention to us. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, Sherry. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Pat Iyer, I-Y-E-R, I have the link below Mm -hmm. and stay tuned for our next guest interview on writing to get business. Beautiful. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for having me. This is Pat Iyer with writing to get business podcast. I have just finished talking with Sherry Kaplan about her workbook. Sherry, can you give our listener or our viewer a sense of what are some of the topics that we covered in your podcast? Thank you, Pat. 
Um, my name is Sherry Kaplan. Today, she and me discussed how I got started in the healing business, which led me into delving into chakras. What are chakras and how to understand chakras and how is the body affected by chakras? And why do we need chakras? At the same time, what happens when the chakras are out of balance and how are you impacted? And I decided to study the root chakra. We also saw what we discussed about the root chakra and the benefits and how you know when it's not working. And we also identified how I use this in my business model to help the people that I serve when they're looking for ways to balance out their chakras on their own. And it is also a way to um, provide expertise to the world that you are an expert in your field. So that's pretty much, I did an overview on all of that and I hope that you will join us. Thank you, Sherry. Be sure to look for Sherry Kaplan's podcast on the root chakras, on the book that she created and how she uses that in her business as part of her marketing funnel. You'll find her show directly below, or if you're looking at our program on YouTube, you'll find her in the lineup. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's been a Thank pleasure you. talking with you. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Pat Iyer, and I have with me Pamela Rashid, who is the author of a book called Baron, The Inside World of Infertility. We've just finished recording the podcast, and I've asked Pamela to give you a couple of the highlights of the program that we just did. Thank you, Pat. So um, first of all, the book is entitled Baron, The Inside World of Infertility. It was not the book that I thought about writing initially. There was another book that I wanted to write about my life story coming to this country as an immigrant and the struggles that I've gone through even from childhood. Um, to a successful place that I would think that I'm at right now um, through many challenges and difficulties. But then, you know, I had a conversation with my friend about the book I wanted to write. And he said to me, um, but you have so much experience in women's health and fertility is something that people need to hear about. Why don't you bring your expertise out first before you talk about, you know, the struggles you've gone through and for a while I thought about it and I thought, you know, that was a great advice. Then I started thinking about, well, what, what do I write about? How do I start this book? And then, yes, I'm a, I'm a nurse. I have the experience clinically. Um, I have the knowledge. And then I thought about my patients that I've helped and what they've gone through beyond clinical, um, such as the hidden costs that we labeled in the book, like stigma, shame, fear, relationship issues, marital breakdown, monies, depletion. And I thought, well, will they wanna write their stories? But I've developed great relationship with a lot of my patients by being personable as a nurse, by listening to their fears, by tapping into their dark places of um, you know, shame and uncertainties and things that they don't talk about, doesn't get asked when you are sitting down for a consultation with your reproductive endocrinologist. It just takes someone else to see that a woman is really going through all these things. And they willingly, you know, when I laid out the, the way I wanted to write it, they willingly said yes. 
And one of the reasons that they did is because these things need to be addressed as well in the clinic. And it would help nurses, it will help doctors to not only look at the diagnosis and the formulation of a plan for success, successful outcome, but also to look at the person as a whole person. What is going, in the, going on in their heads? What's going on in their hearts, you know, and why their demeanor looked the way it looked today versus, you know, yesterday. Um, and then the book started to take shape like that. And then I had the, decided to break it up into three sections. I'll give the clinical uh, part of it. I'll give the stories of the patients and then I'll wrap it up with the hidden cost. And that's mm -hmm. how this book came to be. And I think it became a great piece. Well, thank you, Pamela. You'll learn more about the topic and about Pamela's book by watching the podcast with Pamela Rashid. Be sure to click on down below and get that information. I think you'll find it valuable whether you have an interest in infertility, experience with infertility, support somebody with infertility, or worry that you might have infertility yourself. Pamela's podcast is one that you want to be sure to listen to. Thanks so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.